Welcome, y'all, to another Bangover podcast. Very special episode today. We are talking about Mortalis' newest album, Death Rattle Valley. <clears throat> Sorry there. I just rattled your throat. Just rattled my throat when I said that. That's how, that's how intense this music really was. It kind of fucked me up. Um, God damn it. Again, I'm Scott Allen with Chris Myers, as always. And we're going to just sit here and talk a little bit about one of our favorite bands in Austin's newest um, full length, I would say. Yes, their uh, sophomore album. Sophomore album. Um, it's great. It's, uh, from start to finish, very psychedelic, cosmic. Uh, you can kind of tell that you're taking a trip when mm-hmm. you're listening to it, you know? They recommend you listen to it uh, as a complete work also. So and. At yeah, high volume. At high volume. <laughs> well, especially I, that. I love those little things that um, this band always does when they kind of talk about them, talk about their style and their music. That the words, the words that they use when they talk about it. You know what I mean? Like, um, it's not just like stoner rock psychedelic. It goes on to like creating your own like little subgenre. Uh, what was it called? Uh, Narcore. Narcore, which is. Yeah, clever like this is what you should be doing as a band um really being like an imaginative uh manage ugh, i can't even say words just having an imagination mm-hmm. right uh about what it comes to uh the way the band looks as as much as it sounds for sure but the way a band looks mm-hmm. by using these words these descriptive words uh their album art's another thing yeah and it really does give you an idea of what they're going to sound like before you even click play. You know what I mean? You kind of know what you're setting yourself up for. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, that, the song we were just listening to, uh, Warhead, track number one, um, I really love the way that song starts. It's kind of upbeat, and that bass just gets so crunchy. It's yeah. like we, we, as a group of friends that do this podcast, we're kind of obsessed when it comes to bands that sound like this at times because we're so far in the grasps of, you know, uh, the Melvins. And I know, like, the Melvins is, like, this band that's, like, cult following, right? And most people, like, it's so sad that a band like the Melvins got so popular because of Nirvana and everyone being like, oh, this is Nirvana's favorite band. That's how they got started. So this is why they kind of grew up out of the underground, mm-hmm. which I'm sure the Melvin, the Melvins hate. But that, that just having fun with music, that's what the Melvins do. You know, it's not like they're grunge or stoner rock or whatever, punk. It's just the Melvins just do what the Melvins do. Mortalis just does what Mortalis does. Mm-hmm. Yes, they can fit into the stoner, they can fit into the psychedelic, but they're their they're their own entity, they're their own selves. You know yeah. what I mean? Because time and time again, and I love to bring this up on this podcast, is how like we have played with so many different types of bands as Flooded Tombs, me and you, right? Which Flooded Tombs is nothing like Mortalis. Nothing like Day Eater, mm-hmm. you know, nothing like Rickshaw, Billy's Burger Ritual, but we've all played with each other as well as my other band, The Low Down and Out, which doesn't sound like any of those three bands, but it, for some reason we all kind of have one thing that we all have in common, and really it's just rock and roll, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, again, Flooded Tombs don't go that fucking heavy, but we're definitely a heavier level than when it comes to like The Low Down and Out, because mm-hmm. it's just 
where you pick. It's not like a bad or a good thing, but it's just the styles that we pick to play with. But again, like Mortalis can fit into a metal show. They can fit into a psychedelic show, you know? They could be at the Lost Well one night and then the next day be over at the Electric Church. Mm-hmm. So very versatile band and you could hear it in their sound. You can hear it in the way they structure songs. It's very... There's a lot of big chunks. There's a lot of pieces. We go on journeys with them, uh, sound-wise. And then they bring us back sonically towards the end to like really wrap it up and catch you with the hook. It's a great idea. Mm-hmm. And um, I can't say like enough when it comes to how much I've always loved this band. Everyone in it. Uh, let's go over some of the members. Um, uh, I'm sorry, Mortalis, but I'm not doing your last names. Uh, Chris will try. Chris will try. <laughs> we, if you've ever listened to our podcast, uh, uh, we're horrible when it comes to someone's last name. Lucas Indrikovs, uh, lead guitar rhythm. Michael Minos, backup vocals, lead guitar. Louis Ro, uh, Roa, <laughs> bass guitar. And Brett Hanrahan. God drums. damn it. What is up with people's names? We're <laughs> cursed. No, I'm just kidding. Bye. Well, you do a pretty good job at. I try, but I'm just uh, yeah. Lately, you're a reader. I mean, in the, lately in the podcast, we've been having to read some crazy names. Yeah, and it's been. Uh, not, not everyone is fucking you know fucking uh, Jones. Kurt Hammett. You know, it's like that one's easy. You know, yeah. Even your name, Chris I mean, Myers. I mean, pretty. That's why I go by Scott. Traditional name, yeah. That's what I mean, Burlet's pretty. Yeah, you want to Google search this? Yeah, that's <laughs> I, I pretty can't hard remember name. how to search this, yeah. Luke. Lucas, what the heck? Um, let's let's talk a little bit about the band. Um, we've hung out with these guys before. We've had them play some of our Bangover showcases. A uh, fucking super nice group of people. Mm-hmm. Humble, down to earth, um, just like the type of musicians that I would like love to work with myself. You know what I mean? Like all these people just seem very dedicated, mm-hmm. passionate, and they just they want to go in there and have fun. So they're not like to the level of degree or the degree uh, that they're like throwing shit at band members or just getting in arguments because they're so fucking like that type about it. But they're just in there like, hey, how did we create? I mean, this is the this is the feeling I get from them, you know, like they just go in there and they just kind of sit down and talk. And I'm sure like in the jam room and just kind of let these songs come out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It just kind of happens on their own. Um, love Lucas's uh vocals um god damn it you know yeah he can, he can really sing um i should probably have talking to talking <laughs> uh, yeah. um i want to talk to him about like uh any training that he's had or something like that or maybe some pointers that he can help me out to because i can roar i can growl but i would love to be able to do what he does vocally you know yeah it's so I don't know, so wide range. Uh, there's times where he does get a little crunchy, but there's a little bit of vocal effects, I would say, on some songs. Yeah. I know on prior yeah, he just had a, there was some doubling, it sounded like, or just uh, like a deep, like that uh, octave kind of drop. It like yeah. sounded a little low, um, detuning it. There's a, a lot of vocal, different vocal things they're doing on this this R- album. Uh it was it's very it keeps the song interesting if you're you know you have this like stoner riff that's kind of just grooving keeps like 
your interest in something you know what i mean oh the, for real the vocals yeah. are kind of like doing weird things because for me like um i love this style of music of like when it comes to stoner or this uh jam band psychedelic kind of thing but mm -hmm. um yeah it does get kind of long in parts and it's mm -hmm. all about how you make it well they have really long songs you know six seven right, minute yeah. long songs so you got to keep it interesting you gotta keep the listener engaged right. also it helps the song like if especially if like what you're talking about is supernatural or spiritual you know they're the theme of the song if it fits that right totally and it's kind of like um in the the vocals themselves the um the lyrics it's like how the story kind of goes and mm -hmm. that's where usually these uh, vocal effects kind of mm -hmm. take off is when we get to this point in the story where it kind of calls for it. So I feel like it's very clever. At least that's how I hear it. And if they're listening right now and they're like, uh, we didn't intend to do that, but it, it definitely, it's, it sounds like it. Um, you know, it's really hard to um, judge your music or really listen to your music when you play it and create it. You know what I mean? You have yeah. no idea. You've spent too long on this to where it doesn't even make sense anymore. But we also have uh, Michael doing the uh, backup vocals too so we get a good dynamic of mm -hmm. like two singers there and i love how they both play guitar and both sing mm -hmm. those are always the best because they can go back and weave forth. in and out weave in yeah. and out yeah i like that a lot which uh that guy is one of the best too just fucking insanely nice guy um great guitar player mm -hmm. um he always goes hard on stage for sure uh they do he brings a lot of the energy, him yeah. and the drummer, when I, um, performing. I remember they're listening to this album and hearing some of those songs played live last time we had uh, played with them. They sound, you know, they sound just as good. Yeah, they like, sound remember, just like yeah. the album. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I mean, speaking of like that, it was interesting to see that their first album, first release, was kind of a collection of all their singles they had released prior, and their art is always awesome. Like the the singles, I maybe had the like art different artists, yeah. and especially from the first two full lengths. But that first artwork is really dope. And then you have this this new album, which the artwork really reflects kind of the theme of the album too. Death, uh, you know that whole valley motif. It's right. got the rocks and stuff. So, um, like it seems like they're getting into their groove. If that make you know they're. They're finding the artwork that's working for the album, the themes that are working, the sounds, the vocal stuff. Uh, I mean, we're going to get into the guitar stuff and the way that sounds. I mean, uh, some of these, you know, the riffs, not alone, not only are the riffs like just kind of classic sort of riffs when you break down the each section stuff, but then like what they're doing, like tonally, you got that crunchy bass, you know. You got the guitars doing weird effects and kind of coming in and out with that type of stuff, um, and we we'll we'll go over like some of the gear and stuff they used in yeah, the studio and stuff for but sure. It, uh, um, Lewis, right, uh, bass player. Um, Lewis, yes, love that fucking bass sound. Um, it's one of the most uh, present things on the recording, especially. Um, I think he clicks into like a fuzz pedal or something like that, or like a big muff, uh, something just like. It's all okay, and then really when we get down to those like breakdown, those heavy parts, you know, those where the vocals get very atmospheric, you know, and then the, it's just this crunch of a goddamn bass where you're just like, 
kind of have to turn it down a little. Like, no, don't, for you guys at home, don't turn it down. But I have these sensitive ears, and I'm just like, oh, this bass is going to kill an octave in my hearing. Uh, but, yeah, that bass is just so fuzzy. Mm-hmm. How would well, you describe that's, it? That's kind of, I think, how it's sticking out in the mix. It's yeah. not, you know, I mean, the guitars are doing their own kind of fuzz thing, too, but it's, uh, there's... I can't remember which song it is, but there's a part where the it breaks down in the bass. I mean, you could use the first song as, as an example how it leads in right. with that bass. Um, so I mean, let me go. Let me see what he's actually. And then obviously we have uh, Brett the drummer and um, a really young guy, but uh, very talented. Um, I can only I like look forward to like kind of seeing him if he keeps playing. I hope you keep playing um, 10 years from now, you know, like my age and just where he's at because he's really good now. And just with time and effort, it's just going to be amazing, mm-hmm. you know, astonishing. And he's just like me, just like every other drummer in this town has like fucking four other bands. Uh, one of them I know is a burn band and that's more of like just a punk rock band, if you will. Hmm. But if we played some showcases with them too, but it's more, we did festivals to where it's like, they played early, we played late, you know, or vice versa. It was just like, you know, it's one of those uh, like kick butt coffee shows. We played a show that they were playing. Mm. If you remember, Chris, um, I've seen him a couple times outside of that. Um, great drummer, kills it, really puts in the energy, really just puts forth like, like in my opinion, just being a drummer, getting up there and just, you know, not adding too much, but just playing with these songs, uh, being a part of these songs. Because, again, um, I believe this kid, uh, Brett, <laughs> sorry, didn't mean to call you kid, has the ability to uh, do what any drummer would do and kind of make things complicated at times when it doesn't need to be, like kind of showing too much, just going and over-drumming, as some people would say. Mm-hmm. But he keeps it tucked in, he keeps it tight, and... When it's called upon, he always throws down like a really catchy beat for those like opening parts or just those drops. And yeah. great, always on it. And uh, totally brings the energy, keeps on going. Um, that's one of the most amazing things about this band is that it doesn't feel like they, there's a lot of turnaround with their songs. You know what I mean? Yeah. In between in their set, it's almost like there is no like time in between, which is for me, I always find so hard. Because everyone's like, oh, we got to go into the next song right away. And I'm like, I just I just need to breathe. It's really hot on stage. Or I'm just trying to get a feel for the stage song. I keep adjusting things, uh, being a drummer and all. Yeah. Because had, I've had this conversation with every band I'm in. It's like, all right, we're going to play the first, song, the first three songs back to back without stopping. And then I'm like, well, during the, like, the first two, just in between there for a second, I might need to fix something like my bass pedal if it kind of slipped out of place or something I might not have been lined up or I might have smacked one of the microphones off of the drum set. You know, there's so many things that can happen in that first song yeah. that I want to be flawless and simultaneous and just like go into each song uh, like Mortalis, like where it's flawless and it they really set a um, um, a vibe. Mm-hmm. when they hit the stage and everyone can feel it you know they really kind of i mean i would hate to play after these guys in my opinion because it's like damn that was so good now we're gonna go up there and just be 
We might be playing nope. after him, so I don't know. So, yeah, um, we probably should just shout that out yeah. right now. Their next show would be October 25th at Dozen Street with Immerse and Flooded Tombs. Us, hey, what about... That's our next show as well. Yeah. And I'm sure... Um, this is a really hard-working band. Um, you can see them. They're everywhere. They're all the time. Uh, most likely, they'll probably get a gig before then. Yeah. We're about a month and five this days come, out. This album comes out on the 20th, so hopefully they can get right. something booked yeah. before then. Yeah, two days from now. Yeah. Please go check it out, y'all. Um, you can find it on their band camp at Mortalis. It is M-O-R-T-A-L-E-S. Uh, your phone search, will say it's wrong. Yeah. Search it in Bandcamp. You'll find it. Um, speaking of, let's get into a, another tune from that album that's coming out. So oh, another, yes. It's another good track. This is one that has a lot of the vocal stuff going on, and it's a, it's a, real, it's a dynamic tune coming in at, you know, I think like six, seven minutes. Ooh. So. All right. Turn it up. Uh, spark up one of those hog legs <laughs> and just close your eyes.
Hostility of a Bomb by Mortalis. Uh, the ending's amazing. I, I really love the ending of all their songs. They really just, especially when it there for a second gets real slow in that like third half, mm-hmm. and then at the end just they're really good bring at it like, home. bringing tempos up and down, like yeah. speeding it up, slowing it down. And, so. and we know from recording uh, that's not easy to no. go into the studio and do that. Yeah, they have a few. They have, they have another song in the on this album where it starts you know, ramping up. You know what I mean? I yeah. it might even be this one. You got to be like real. Well, this one does real ramp on the up money at with parts. The, yeah. But I think there's a. I can't remember. The, but no, they they do they do that a lot with their tempos. They're playing with them, you know. And this album is a good showcase of that. I'm curious of they of whether or not they just done this like uh, live in some ways you know like recording the drum part oh, yes, you know they yes, yes. it's kind of like they all go in there and play with the drummer if not the, the drummer's amazing and the rest of the band is too to do these uh, speed ups you know um, these tempo changes and then having the guitars go back in and try to re-record that mm. and like knowing exactly where this is going to speed up and slow down without having that other person in the room I know that could be really hard for yeah. a guitar player, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, let's let's get into some of the like session of you know speaking of recording and yeah. like, stuff like that. Let's get into like some of the equipment they used in the, the studio. studio and people that mixed it and stuff. Um, they did it at Clockwright Studios, which is uh, by uh, a 
Jason Richard, who's formerly of Rocky Erickson's band. I don't know what he did in the band. I'm not too familiar with Rocky Erickson. Guitar player, bass player, drummer, yeah. right? So, <laughs> I mean, he's a local right. guy. Um, and they did the mastering at Sunroom Audio, which uh, I don't know if that's here in town. But, uh, you know, because you can send your stuff off, have it mastered. I, I didn't really <clears throat> look to see. Sorry, we didn't do that much research yeah. and deep dive. Um <laughs> Into the but that was by studio. Dan Coutant. Dan Coutant. Well, so um, should be hitting that guy up to master uh, yeah, the lowdown and out. Yeah. Uh, and so they used a lot of different gear, which I mean, definitely you can hear in, right in all the tracks. You know, all the different uh, layers and textures and stuff. Uh, they got you know, Black Star, Orange, Marshall amps. That's just on the guitar. And that Black just, Star is a solid state, right? Because I can really just hear that, like HT50. I'm not sure. I think I that's, feel like they. We've talked to. I talked to them about this before. That uh, fucking correct me if I'm wrong, but one uses a tube, one uses solid, so it really does create that. I think that Crush cool mixture. I think the Crush Pro might be solid. I don't know. Orange Crush Pro. Um, but they, you know, the Marshall. Probably is a tube. That one might be. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but that bass, it's that Ampeg. They got an Ampeg SVT for is that, that bass, that bass tone. And that's why it's just like clear, <laughs> cutting through. I love, I love it. it. I love Ampeg. That's like yeah. my favorite bass amp. I mean, I, I believe when I talk to a bass player, that's all we ever talk about. But I think they fail pretty. I think they're like failure rate's pretty high, but they're just like, because it's really good. Let me just think of it like this. It's so badass. It creates such like a a reverberation that it destroys itself. Kills itself. (laughs) And, uh, it's like an old muscle car. Let's see. They used another bass head, a Galen, Galen Kruger bass head. So, I mean, that, that probably adds another thick layer to it i'm not too familiar with the tone of those yeah we'll be thinking that they just hooked both of these bastards up and got that one whole tone or were they switching in and out maybe maybe you know here this song required this tone maybe this amp didn't take a a fuzz pedal you know properly or something it's cool that they had all this equipment to play with i don't know if it's theirs you know right um if if it you know regardless it's it's good good stuff to have at hand right because, um, like we've learned in prior episodes, like it's kind of like a, a band goes and records something like their second album, a third album, a fourth, and they have all the stuff to their disposal that they never had before. So, mm. the, they are they're just left free to create whatever, mm. like no, no restrictions. Mm. And then after that, it's like, how do we learn how to how do we, we do this live, live now? Yeah. yeah, but don't let that mindset of it being live stop you from what you can possibly create with yeah. some of the things that you didn't know you could use. And they got, you know, SGs, Gretches, some Strats, uh, Fender Jazz bass, and then they used... Oh, that's a, what the bass sounds good again. Yeah. And they got a bunch of pedals, Dunlop Boss, Electro Harmonics, which is, you know, all those crazy tones and sounds. And Dude, I love the sound fuzz. effects, yeah. yeah. Especially when there's no one there besides for the guitar players doing those sound effects, you know? It's like, oh, man, I fucking love when guitar players do stuff like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Really, in my opinion, it's like, it's kind of like the, the best thing about a guitar is able to do stuff like solos or sound effects or just these weird tones, yeah. you know? And this this is filled, be filled with solos, too. There's some crunchy solos on yeah. this album. So. I love that shit, dude. Yeah. And uh, the drum set, it's just pretty basic. Um, it's from mid-level uh, Yamaha Custom, Stage Custom, mm-hmm. in some B8 uh, Sabians, which aren't the brightest cymbals. 
but they are like a little bit of a heavier symbol to where it comes to like it's heavy but not loud or shimmery you know like a thinner symbol especially on a recording something like a xx or aax uh the high end of sabian would just really cut through and you could hear it quite well mm -hmm. but something like a b8 a bax uh these are just a dollar sound so it really just creates this like low type of volume mm -hmm. of not really standing above the mix just kind of sitting right there a little like I, I guess right where the guitars are but you know like a lot of times uh we like to hear symbols that sometimes are above everything else yeah, when it comes to crash symbols, sometimes you know yeah. like because you want to just smash it straight through that's the whole point of a crash symbol yeah it's like that accent. Um, we've talked about that before, like where you put symbols uh, level-wise, never letting them go past the rest of the volume. You yeah, know? there's like, it's just kind of it like it's annoying. a preference. Yeah, yeah. It can be annoying. There's too high uh, frequencies all the time. But I mean, I have listened to some Deftone stuff and it's like super buried in the mix, but that's because like you want the like, the, the, those crashes are just there to kind of like yeah. flourish and not take over the mix. But then there's times where like you want that blast, you know, maybe it needs to be like really heavy in the mix and like, I don't know. It all depends it on depends. Uh, what you're going for. Yeah. I guess the sound, um, mm -hmm. I can see why I think this he, type yeah. of music doesn't really necessarily need, no, you need to hear what the guitars and bass are doing. The yeah. drums just need to be there to like keep things groove and like moving. Yeah. Moving. Yeah. You hear the fills and you hear the, like, I mean, you can hear the, ride and stuff like he does whenever he's going to it it's real clear he's going to it but it's just not super overbearing yeah, it's um i think those symbols uh, suit their sound very well because yeah. it doesn't really break anything up uh especially when you get thrashing on it on stage it's going to stay at a certain uh volume level no matter what you know even yeah. the harder you hit it it's not going to really change and um the drum set itself is very uh like a, a low tone drum set as well you don't get a like a lot of um residence from that particular drum set because of like the type of wood that mm -hmm. it's made out of i think it's a little bit uh mixed with um mahogany hmm. i could be wrong but it's not just pobbler like mine's a pobbler and um or pobbler uh, i can't even say the word that type of wood really yeah. cheap it, it screams it's really loud it's kind of like which uh, this drum set's a little bit lower and it's just a little bit of a punch you know mm -hmm. And you can hear it too. It's a like the bass drum on this kind of just seems like maybe it's just how it was recorded, but it's a little bit. It sounds like a little bit like it's loose. Yeah, it's not really cut, and it's just kind of there, just rocking out, you know. And the bass is really where it, it cuts a lot, you know. We get a lot of bass and vocals, and the drums sit below the bass, and the guitars sit above the bass. Yeah. So you know, and then the vocals are above that. So these like four layers, if you will to create their soundscape if i could like draw it out in your mind you know mm. but um yeah i mean some of this stuff is just um on the money it's yeah, yeah i'm quite surprised and um jealous because it sounds so good they should be good, so yeah. fucking proud of this and everyone should fucking go out and listen to this yeah. um do you have any final thoughts on like i mean i'm looking forward to playing with them yeah. october 20 fifth at dozen street with immerse and yeah. flooded tombs yeah. both those bands are really so, good i mean if the album comes out on the 20th if people dig it and love the album come to the show because right. they're going to play these songs live i'm 
pretty sure they're gonna probably maybe play the whole album you know i don't know how long i mean the song's pretty maybe i don't know how long their set is this might be maybe too much material but <laughs> we'll see you know maybe if it's sh- just these three bands yeah yeah I we'll mean, just play all night uh hit them up and if you got a favorite song, maybe they'll play it. Yeah, so. find them on Bandcamp. Yeah. You can also find them on Support Facebook. Support them on Bandcamp. Yeah. They, got a, the... they got a fucking Instagram, you know, at yeah. Mortalis. Um, I think it's ATX, but we'll put the links in this when we uh, make the post. And yeah. for sure, uh, please, everyone, check out this album. Check out this yeah. band. Go see them live. Uh, and thank you, Mortalis, for letting us... Let us check it out. Yes, beforehand. It, yeah. Promote it for... like. I feel help like, y'all promote it. I mean, it's... I feel so special to yeah. be able to hear it before everyone else. Sure. You know what I mean? And I really do appreciate that, y'all. And it's good hearing these songs because I've heard them in the past, some of them, and to hear them, like, in their, I guess, recorded state, it's really nice. Yeah. You know? Like, this next one that we're going to end on, Golem, I think it's my favorite tune just because it's, it's, cla- it's got some, like, really cool riffs in it sounds great i don't know yeah we get we get everything that we wanted those great vocals yeah, the yeah. crunchy bass the drums that just keep things fucking going mm-hmm. the tempo then, swinging in and out so, yeah, yeah throw me a fucking solo bro yeah go michael uh thanks again y'all um you can find bang over and all the platforms as well uh click like follow instagram facebook and our youtube page it's always at bangover productions And um, we'll see you again.